sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. As always, with me is my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how are you doing tonight, man? I am having a better night than the New York Mets. I'm I'm six out away six outs away from having a really good night. Yes. So <laughs> by the way, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and lead off with that. Uh Bryce and I, as usual, are watching the Braves while we're recording this, but we are not. This is not a normal night, Bryce. Uh, Tell the folks why this is not a normal night. Folks, not only did the Braves have a chance to win the division tonight, clinch the division, one win away from winning the division, we're going to do so while only leading for, what, three days out of the entire year, maybe? Or this is the fourth day, yes. And at one point, we were ten and a half games back. And all of the Mets fans claimed that the, the the division was won and the race was over like back in May. Uh, and they've been rubbing it in our faces. And all I've heard all summer is the Mets aren't going to Met because this roster and this team is different. Well, guess what, folks? The Mets, I don't know if they met it. They didn't, they didn't met. No. Yeah. no, they didn't. Blow. They're going to win 100 games. They're, yeah, they are an and not win their division. They're a good baseball team. 100%. We, we gave them a two-month head start and then ran them down, beat the crap out of them this weekend, and and surpassed them. We just wanted to make it fun. We wanted the last couple of weeks of baseball to be meaningful and fun. Bro, I cannot remember a more a more fun race down the stretch. Like, the back and forth all summer long with Mets fans, it's been fun. It, it's been great, and it's going to be even greater when we come out on top uh, yes. tonight when we, uh, when we beat the fish, the flopping we fish are. down in Miami. The Braves are currently up two to one in the top of the eighth inning. Um, we need six outs to go in the bottom of the eighth and the bottom of the ninth. And you will probably hear Bryce and I react to that live when it happens. We may have to stop the recording just to watch oh, the uh, celebration. Oh, gonna, everything's going to make it in. We're going to describe step by step. So uh, this will be the- half baseball and half racing tonight. Like like most like most podcasts are yeah. for us, honestly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, yep. get this uh, get this podcast started, get this racing podcast started off with a little motor racing action. We're going to hit up F1 in Singapore. Oh, world championship glass. Yes. Mr. Matt They're, Ridgway is drinking out of the Atlanta the Braves. The Braves. World championship glass. glass. That, is a, that is a nice touch. I think all I have is a mug. I think I got a coffee mug. I don't know if I have a glass up there. I spent way too much money on World Series gear when it came out. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. It was not good. I, I'm There's glad only my been wife two in our life, this podcast. Two in our lifetime, so, I mean. Very true. Very and true. the other one, we weren't old enough to buy all the World Series. No. Spend no. that kind of money. So, you know what? This, five, was our, this was our chance. I had I had all the money saved up for tickets. We always going to buy World Series tickets. Uh, and then it just didn't, it didn't come together. I, I felt terrible if I'd have bought two World Series tickets and left my kids at home. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so, so the two the 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 money I had saved up for two World Series tickets got spent on World Series gear. That's uh, yeah, it's a fair trade. Yeah, it, uh, the FedEx truck pulled up to our house a couple weeks after the Braves won the World Series and just sort of dumped all of its packages into my front lawn. And uh, I thought Emily was going to kill me. 
but uh, <laughs> you know, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. Let's get to the let's get to the motor racing F one in Singapore this past this past weekend. Max Verstappen wins the Singapore Grand Prix by seven seconds over Ferraris. Charles Leclerc, no, no, that didn't happen. That actually didn't happen. Uh, it, w- it was, in fact, the other Red Bull, Sergio Perez, who dominated the race. Uh, I, w- I want to say he led every lap, and if he didn't lead every lap, it was just because of green flag pit cycles. Yeah, there may um, have been some cycling, but otherwise it was from the first lap where he started in second. I think he had the lead by the first corner, did he? He not? did. Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, he out. He uh, uh, Leclerc got off the line better than Perez, <laughs> but Perez and like, you know, I'm assuming they start in second gear when they went from second to third or whatever they did the first shift. Um, Checo just got a better drive off, and he took the lead in the first corner, and really didn't relinquish it at all. Like I said, if he didn't lead every lap, it was just because of the pit cycles. Um, I'm really surprised that I, if this was a closer championship battle. They probably would have tried to figure out some way to get Max Verstappen to win the race or at least get on, you know, a little bit higher of a finish. Um, but the championship is essentially over. Uh, Checo wins from the front row for the second time this season in tricky conditions, but not the conditions that they should have started the race under. Matt, I, I saw people all over Twitter and all over YouTube, and I 1000% agree with them on this. Why does F1 have wet weather tires if they are never going to race in conditions that call for wet weather tires? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not. I can't answer that question. I I know there's an, been some changes in the sanctioning body, and there's some different processes, um, and, and kind of checks and balances that there weren't last year. But this is the second time this season where um, they they basically delayed the start of a race because of weather and not lightning not like severe weather, just just rain they and they wouldn't start the race and i don't know i don't have a reason for it um i'm i'm getting better i've been sick uh, we were on last week's podcast i was just starting to get sick i was basically sick all through the end of last week and into the weekend um so saturday night was my my day to sleep in i woke up late like 8 30 and i'm like oh crap i've missed i've missed the f1 like, I, I, I did the exact I'm same going thing to have to turn the f1 race on and it's going to be 30 40 laps into a, the 70 lap race um and i turn it on and they're they're on like the the pace lap the the parade lap. formation lap yeah <laughs> yeah the formation yeah. lap and i'm like <laughs> what what has happened am i not like like i had the I had the whole out of body experience. So am I not live? Did I do something? What's what's happening here? And then then the, I I quickly opened Twitter and that led me. I just saw waves of fan angry mobs with torches and pitchforks uh, <laughs> that, that that they refused to start the races in rain. I don't know what it is, Bryce. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. But ironically enough, uh, both races this has happened have had the same outcome as far as the winners concerned. Yeah, and I'm not going to complain too much about that because I absolutely love Checo. I love Sergio Perez. So yeah. I hate them not racing in the rain. We did get intermediate tire racing, and it was a little uh, squirrely for a while. Um, honestly, right, but it for the dries entire out race. so fast, man. It, it just that yeah. like once those cars get up to speed, they put so much heat into that racetrack. Like if it's not actively pouring, you will have a dry line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, George Russell had to start from the pit lane. 
and he was the first car to go on slicks to try the dry tires and it took yeah. him it took him a couple laps but he, he, yep. he got going uh one of the things that i thought was odd during the race uh they they said that checo perez might have infringed on the restart like i he think did, on yeah. past piss car a uh, pit car no, it was the opposite. It wasn't the. It wasn't him passing the pit car. It was he did not maintain the the pace of the pit car. So, we've seen that a ton. Yes, and it's usually Lewis Hamilton. It's he almost plays always those games. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is if it happened in the past, they told the drivers immediately during the race, "Hey, you did ABC wrong. This is your penalty." They didn't do that in this race, and I don't think that's what they're going to do going forward. They told them that there is a possible infringement, and they will be told about it after the race. That sucks for Sergio Perez to not know if you made a mistake. I mean, you should be told right there. I thought they did one. I thought this happened twice, and he got a warning the first time. They told him him that there could be an infringement, and they're going to review it after the race, and they reviewed it after the race. I don't know. But they, he opened up a seven-second gap in case he did get a five-second penalty so he'd still win the race. Okay, so he was assessed the five-second. I knew he finished with a five-second penalty, but <laughs> y'all, sorry, y'all will have to bear with my coughing. I'm still not <laughs> back to 100%. Uh, I'm getting close. I'm not quite there yet. Um, I thought he finished the race understanding that he had to be more than five because he knew he had that penalty. I, I guess if he didn't know, that was smart on Red Bull's strategy to assume that, that that would be the penalty. If there's a penalty, it will be five seconds. We need to make sure that our gap is bigger than that. I guess smart on Red Bull's part. I thought they uh, assessed the penalty during the race. Yeah, because it was it, when he when there was rumors, well, well, when the stewards came out and said that they were reviewing it, uh, Red Bull told Max or yeah. Max told Checo to open up a, a bigger gap because at the time it was okay. only like two and a half, three seconds, and he opened. I think he finished like he like seven seconds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Red Bull Red Bull knew that there was an impending uh, possibility of an infraction and that a five second penalty could be one of the outcomes. So that's when he opened up the the big gap. So I, isn't I, it crazy that they can tell an F one driver that's leading a race to yeah. turn it out like this is hey, we go need, a little bit faster here, Chief. Yeah, we need to. We need you to speed that up a little bit. And then basically credit to him on command. He can do that. Yeah. He opened up a five second more gap. I mean, he went from like, it was like two, two and a half seconds to a seven second gap. He was like, I'm just going to hit this gas pedal a little bit harder on the straights. I think it'll make the car go a little faster. Yeah. I mean, I know some of that is like, they have certain settings in the car where they can change the engine or like they can do all that from their party mode. Yeah. So he's basically, he can be driving flat out the whole time. And they can dial up and dial back the car as needed, um, which I think is kind of dumb. That shouldn't be. I think that kind of takes the. That's a little bit too technical for racing. I think once once you start the car, you should be kind of locked into what you got. So I, I like it because it adds a bit of mystique to F1. It does. I don't know. That, it does. I, I don't want F1 to be NASCAR. And for the most part, I don't want NASCAR to be F1. Um, this is going off on a completely different tangent, but I know people were complaining about the prices of tickets to the Las Vegas Grand Prix for F1 next year. Yeah. Matt, I think I am in the vast, vast minority when I say that I want F1 to be an exclusive red carpet type of event. I, yeah. I don't want to. I, know, I can go watch prestige. a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can go to a NASCAR race for 30 bucks and go watch it. I don't ever want that to be the case with F1. If I go to an F1 race 
Like I want it to be a once in a lifetime event that I have to spend thousands of dollars to, to, I don't know, man. I just, I don't want it to be anything less than an upper echelon white collar, uh, red carpet type event. You know, I don't want it to be NASCAR and I don't want NASCAR to be F1. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, but if I'm paying in my scenario, if I'm paying thousands and thousands of dollars for a once in a lifetime F1 event, it's going to be Monaco or Spa. Like I'm not going to Las Vegas or Miami. Oh yeah, certainly not Texas or Silverstone. Uh, I, I would, I would totally yeah. do Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, yeah, if I, yeah, I should rephrase that. If I'm spending that much money, it's not going to be a track in America. Um, yes, it's either going to be uh, Silverstone, it's going to be Spa, like you said, Monaco, um, the Nurburgring, if they ever go back to that, Suzuka, Monza, um, even uh, the uh, the race down in Brazil. What's that? Um, What's that track called? Uh, not Sao Paulo. Um, uh, Sao Paulo is where they race. What's it called? Uh, oh my God, my mind just went blank. Holy I, smokes! Yeah, Hold on. I, uh, I have the schedule here, and if I click on this thing and scroll down, there we that go. It will tell me. No, that just says Brazil. That's not. What's the damn? What's the track called? Autodroma Jose Carlos Pace. That's not what it. That's not what it's called. No, it's not the real name, you jerks. Um, <clears throat> hell, I don't know. If uh, we were a professional podcast, we'd know and or cut this out so we sound like we know. <laughs> Instead, someone's screaming at their their whatever listening device of the, the answer to this question <laughs> yeah, while we good. leave them hanging. Let's see. Brazil F1 track. Let's see if uh, Google can give it to me. Interlagos. Interlagos, oh yes. God. In Paulo, Brazil. Yes. Yep. yes. Um, that would, yep. That would That's the one. Yes, on a very, very large tangent, but that would also be another one on my uh, I would love to go go see track. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand. Max Verstappen remains in the championship lead by a very, very slim mat. It, it could go either way, 104 points after Leclerc is able to narrow the gap by just a single smidge with a solid P10 run this week. Uh, P2 run. Uh, P2 run, excuse me. Um, Leclerc did look good. That, I yes, thought he that did. Ferrari yeah. at, at times right. was going to have something for Checo, but uh, Checo apparently had engine mode extreme that he could flip yes. his car to. And, yep, he had that. Know. Yeah, sir. I mean, I think there's nothing else to say. For credit to Ferrari, they managed this race well, which, you know, if, if anybody's going to stop Ferrari, it's probably Ferrari. Uh, so that <laughs> sort of seemed I, like it this year. For, for this race, they did all they could do. And uh, so, so, yeah, with with Max not having a good day at all, which kind of started a not a not good weekend at all through no fault of his own. Like he was on a pole lap, I guess, for those who don't know, uh, Max started, what, eighth or tenth? Yeah, um, somewhere, somewhere close. He basically, to and so F1, F1, they don't refuel. You start every session with the exact amount of fuel you'll need for that session. And I guess F1 took a fuel sample from Max's car, which is not uncommon. It's kind of like a random screening that they do. Do it uh, a lot. They possibly do it for every car, but but yeah. it's not a an uncommon thing. But I guess somewhere something fell between the cl- cracks where uh, he went out on his qualifying lap, or, or in in by that session, uh, he needed basically that sample's worth of fuel in that engine, and uh, and ran and stumbled. The engine stumbled. And what was going to be a comfortable pole lap and probably a dominant win turned into a 10th place start by buttering on that lap. And, and, and it didn't, uh, 
it didn't help that they didn't have DRS for most of the race. Yeah. So it, it was yep. it was harder to pass. Singapore is hard to pass anyways. Yeah. And add no DRS and a slippery track well, it's even a, harder. A street circuit under the yeah under the yeah. lights with with rain and and uh, right on the start of the race uh, he had DRS issues. I'm not. I'm sorry, not DRS. His anti stall kicked in, uh, yeah, and the, I think hard. he made contact with the host of Kevin Magnuson. Uh, and Magnuson, of course, gets black flagged for by F1 for the thousandth time because those, those damn Haas cars. There, there, there's a a sticker could be coming off a Haas car, and they would black flag it for repair. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. We saw uh, brake dust come off that car. Get him out of there. Yeah, yeah. Get him. Get him to the pits. I gotta fix that. Uh, yeah, just a stupid, uh, tough day for Haas. Like, had speed, uh, just didn't have results. Schumacher uh, looked good. Mick, yeah, Mick looked yeah, very competitive. Finished like twelfth and fourteenth. I mean, just yeah. just narrowly missed points. They deserved better, honestly. Yeah. With with the way they raced, they they deserved <laughs> they deserved better. All right, let's switch over to NASCAR uh, at Talladega. Let's hit up the Truck Series first. Matt Benedetto is able to capture his first NASCAR Matt national. Who? Matt ben, uh, Benedetto, Benedetto. I can't read that. Why can I not read that tonight? Dina ben- Dib- oh, De Benedetto. Matt De Benedetto. That guy. Yes. That guy. Matty D uh, is able to capture his first ever NASCAR National Touring Series victory at Talladega after crossing the finish line in not the lead matt what happened here a little controversy after the race yeah no before the race we had we had another uh texas all-star race situation where oh geez. nascar throws the caution a hundred feet before the finish line uh which which results in them having to the race is over once the yellow flag comes out on the last lap the race is over which they have to then revert so it's not even at that moment uh, of caution, they have to revert back to the last timing and scoring line at the moment from the moment of caution. Uh, and Matt De Benedetto was the leader, determined to have been the leader at that time. Very controversial finish. Um, that he he did not he didn't kind of fitting for Matt De Benedetto's career. It's kind of been a wild ride the whole way, and uh, un- it's kind of ironically unfortunately appropriate i don't know if you can put all those three words together but that's what i'm gonna do that uh that his first first nascar win he's been close a couple times even in the cup series um comes under kind of shady circumstances wasn't he close to a cup series win at daytona one year uh it was bristol he was within he was within 50 laps of winning bristol that's right. Um, in the twenty, I remember it was a big track or you know, yeah. popular track. Yeah, it was a big race. It was going to be a huge win, and uh, Denny Hamlin wound up passing him with, with so uh, just a handful of laps to go, ran him down and passed him. Um, and I think Denny Hamlin does that, that. If you want to see, that was a memorable night. Uh, Denny Hamlin got out of the car. He was almost mad at himself that he won. Like he, everybody was rooting for Matt De Benedetto. Uh, that night and it just kind of and even Denny was like I, I was screaming for him to go faster inside the car but <laughs> I had to do what I had to do and I, I you know I go, I got there so I had to get around him. Bryce and are you Matt, nervous? Yeah I am I, I, yeah, I'm a little nervous here and my feet has started like cut out on me. Dude AJ is on the corners two outs. AJ's pissing me off. Yeah this is not and he's, he's not oh. like he's all over the place too 
I think he's he's got three one count. Three. Uh, 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 but possibly the biggest headline to come out of this race was the fiery crash of Jordan Anderson. I didn't watch this race, but did I you, did. I was about to say, did you see this? Did you oh, yeah, see I, it? I, I heard about it. I saw it on uh, TikTok, and I, I saw a bunch of uh, uh, drivers' reactions to it. Anderson, it resulted in him being airlifted to the local hospital from the track and treated for second-degree burns. Jordan announced on social media on Saturday night that he had been treated and released and is expected to make a full recovery from the burns. Come on, Mentor! Mentor's got to go, right? Oh, no, you got to take him out. Don't send Kranitz out there. Snicker needs to get out there and Maybe get him Kranitz out of is going to pitch. Take him out. Take him out and bring uh, in Jansen for a four-out save. Stalling. All Kranitz is doing is, is killing time. Snicker's not going to watch this. This game matters too much. Maybe AJ Minter should slip and fake an injury. Yeah, all Kranitz is doing is watching the umpire to take as much time as he can. Oh my God, this should not be. This this should not be happening. Oh jeez. Uh, but back to the the fiery crash, the yes. the truck fiery Jordan crash. crash. So I didn't see what happened. What happened leading up to it? I didn't see oh. what caused it. I just saw the the truck on fire and him attempting to get out. Yeah, I'm also not sure what it wasn't a crash. Something happened in this in this car or truck. Um, I I heard through the grapevine that a fuel line came loose and it was just like uh, the the fuel line on top of the engine just started blowing fuel all over the headers and everything. And of course, once you have fuel on an engine, it's it's going to ignite. The flash point there is relatively low. yeah, Mentor's, that's not good. That's not Mentor's good recipe. It's for this guy. Oh, jeez. Um, loaded. Anyways, um, so yeah, car catches on fire in turn one. By the time he's trying to get it down off the apron, off the, to the track, uh, to a safe spot, the flames are actively inside his cockpit. He At some point, he decides, uh, I'm not going to stay in this vehicle anymore, moving or not, be damned. Um, <laughs> I'm hopping one, out of this thing. Obviously, he's going to feel the transition to the apron, so he knows he's not on the active racetrack anymore. And I think at that point, he decided to rip his steering wheel off, hit that brake for as long as he could still reach it for the time it took to get his seatbelts off. And, oh, he got it. Oh, my God. Oh my We're going to get out of this. As long what? as Dansby. Oh, my oh. goodness, Dansby. Oh, <laughs> geez. You're about to send me into cardiac arrest there. Jesus. Okay. The Braves are three out. <laughs> Oh, oh, and maybe oh, we buddy. can get an insurance run here because you know Kenley Jansen's coming, and I'm. Oh, J- you know I Jansen's going to load the bases just I like Mentor did. Him less than Mentor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Anderson unbuckles, and 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 anybody. This video's. I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's. It was on Good Morning America on Sunday morning. So, um, it was. Yeah, big. yeah. Uh, but so the truck is still rolling, probably 25, 30 miles an hour, hits the inside retaining wall, the safer barrier. And like at the exact moment of impact, Jordan Anderson comes popping out the window uh, and, and into the barrier and out of the truck. So, you know, he was completely unbuckled and and trying to get out uh, with that truck still moving, incapable of steering it. If you're wondering why he hit the wall, because you have to take the steering wheel off and on to get out. So just hold, lucky. The, hold the shaft and steer well, like that. That could have been bad because if he hit the wall at any sharper of an angle, he could have possibly impaled himself on that 
steering shaft. Or if anybody uh, hit him while he was trying to take the, yeah. the steering wheel off and his seat belts off and yeah. all that. Like that's yeah. Um, very a very, very close break for NASCAR. Yeah. Like I mean it, you know, you can't blame him. Like the dude's on fire. If you at no point can you tell Jordan Anderson what the right decision to make is when the inside of the cockpit of his race car is on fire and he's on fire and he can feel that heat. Uh, he is burning. He was taken to the hospital with second degree burns. So you can't say you need to get your car stopped and get your seatbelts off in a safe look. Like he's on fire. He has to get out. And, yeah. And, yeah. and whenever it's up to him to make that decision when, when too much is too much. Um, so I don't blame Jordan Anderson. I don't think he did anything wrong. Uh, just a very scary situation. Uh, luckily, everybody, um, no one hit him. Nobody was um, injured, and and he sounds like he's going to make full recovery. And Jordan Anderson, what he should do next time when he gets out of the car is strip naked and ask for Tom Cruise to save him. Um, that is the best plan of action when you're on fire at a racetrack. It is indeed. I'm, I'm sure that will be on TikTok by the end of the week. Save it, Tom Cruise. Save it, Jewish guy. <laughs> uh, it's been a good week for Haley Deegan, who after scoring a career best finish in the truck series with a sixth place finish at Talladega, announces today that she is going to make her NASCAR Xfinity Series debut at Las Vegas in the 07 Ford Mustang entry for the SS Greenlight Racing. Uh, is that where she's going to race next year? Or do we still not know? Was that her big announcement? Was that she's going to be doing that? Or... Or are we still waiting where she's going to race full-time next year? Uh, we don't – yeah, so there's been no announcement on next year. This is just her – this is a one-off start um, coming in two weeks. The NASCAR Truck Series, where she competes full-time, is off um, for the next two weeks. They don't race until Homestead, Miami. Um, so she, she basically has nothing going on the next two weeks. I think it's a great time to – make her Xfinity Series debut um, just because it's not distracting her from the truck series or anything else going on. Um, I Honestly, it may be kind of an evaluation thing um, I, between her. I don't know who all is involved in the decision-making process. Um, all I know is that, that this is a one-off start um, in her Xfinity Series debut. I, and I feel like I feel like we heard that on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, it may have been suggested. <laughs> uh, uh, and we've always been big Haley Deacon fans. I mean, I, I've said this since I've watched her in, in the Truck Series, and she impressed me in the Truck Series. And she really where where, she, where I became a fan of her was the SRX series. Watching yeah. her race in the SRX series, I'm like, oh, she's a really good racer. Like, I, she 100, I think, deserves an Xfinity ride for next year. And where, what she does with that or goes from after that, you know, we'll see. But I, I think she's done enough in, in trucks to prove that when she has a good car and she doesn't get hit and spun out every single race, that she's a talented driver. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I said on this podcast, I think she's wasting her time in the truck series just because of how she's raced by her competition. Uh, it's a bunch of kids and has-beens and never will be. It's with daddy's money. Uh, and they're all... Hey, that's, that's the series I'm trying to get into, so... You know, let's pump I mean, it's there. entertaining. I don't have racing. any of that stuff. It is entertaining racing, but but for the most part, uh, it's it's a bunch of guys who don't want to be shown up by a girl and race her 
like idiots because of who she is. Um, and, and fair or not, I think she's going to be raced with more respect as a competitor in the Xfinity series. I think there's more to learn in the Xfinity series today, which I think is the the best racing series that that NASCAR has to offer. I'd agree uh, with you on that. Yeah, I think that's, I think if if I starting today wanted to cut my teeth in NASCAR, the Xfinity series would be my target series, both because the cars are safe <laughs> and they have the best quality of racing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Truck series are more entertaining in my opinion. Yes. But, but it's kind definitely of a mess. Better, yes, it's definitely just, a mess. It's like a, it's a, a, a richer ARCA series. ARCA is a complete dumpster fire. The Menards cards. The Menards um, cards. Uh, <laughs> and then the trucks are just more expensive demolition derbies. That's, that's exactly it, what it is. And the Xfinity series is really where it's like AAA baseball. Like if, it's not the major leagues, but you can, you know, everybody that's in AAA can can hold their own at, you know I, it's it's a good it, product the truck series is kind of like the savannah bananas it's super it, yeah. entertaining to watch yes. but it's not really baseball you know yeah, exactly <laughs> that's where, so like the moving from the savannah bananas to the the gwinnett stripers yeah yeah Both uh, I think sort of the same but not really <clears throat> yeah so i think this is a good move um yeah i for those who don't know uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, however long ago it was, that we couldn't make the schedule work to record a podcast. I mentioned that I had been working late the whole week. Um, that's what I was doing. I was involved in this kind of in this deal. We had to get Haley into the shop um, to help her get fitted for her Xfinity seat because it's different than the truck series. Um, so we had to get her like all the pedals, the steering wheel, all that has to be custom for her so we had to get her in the shop we couldn't do that during work hours both because of uh the public audience it just it needed to be a situation where only the people who needed to know knew um so i wound up it was me and four other people working late uh for a couple afternoons to get Haley in the building and get her set up and comfortable and 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 situated and and get all that the, all the small details taken uh, square away for for that. So it's cool to have been a part of that because, like, it, obviously by the time I got to the Cup Series, everybody but I guess I came in with Cole Custer and Chase Briscoe, but I didn't have much to do with, like, their their individual careers. But, like, so it's kind of cool for me with Haley is the first driver that I've had, like, hands-on in an instrumental instrumental easy for you to say yeah not instrumental instrumental what, no that's that's like acoustic um uh, anyways and an important part of her career like it's it's cool to be even a small part of that um so yeah i'm excited about this uh if nothing for my own personal interest uh of just having to gotten to be a small part of it uh, but I think it's it's bodes well for the future. Uh, I'm excited to see what she can do. Matt, I just cracked open another beer and there's like dust on it or something. A little disturbing. Slightly disturbing. Uh, wrapping up the truck coverage, though, this weekend, Ty Majeski is your current playoff standings points leader. 
with Chandler Smith and Zane Smith, no relation, although they are brothers, and Ben Rhodes rounding out your current championship four, respectively. Yep. Best uh, best playoffs in all sports right there. All of it. Uh, let's, move, right <laughs> let's move on to the Xfinity Series. Speaking of Haley Deegan and good weeks for drivers, it's a great week <laughs> for Mayor Humdinger as not only does he win the Xfinity race at Talladega and lock in a spot for the round of eight, but it's being reported this week by multiple sources that AJ is going back full-time cup racing next year in uh, Colic Racing's number 16 entry for the Cup Series. Talking about being in high cotton, not only do you get to win in your current ride, but you also find out that you're getting called back up to the big leagues, and I think everybody is rooting for Mayor Humdinger next year in that Colic Racing car. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a fan favorite in the Xfinity Series. Uh, a kind of a nose-on-the-grindstone kind of guy. He's come a long way, fallen a long way, and he's kind of getting a, a career resurrection. I think when AJ came into the Cup Series, he kind of had a reputation as a guy that could only win on a road course. He was a he was kind of seen as a, a road course specialist, but I think he's really developed into a well-rounded driver all around. And I think that'll show. I think it, it's not, it's, it should be, <coughs> excuse me, should be pretty common sense that this car was the one being targeted and linked to Kyle Bush. Are you okay there, Bryce? <laughs> yeah, that went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> so you and me both, but mine's not been drinking. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what was worse, that going down the wrong pipe or the fact that I'm drinking Frozen lemonade, it's frozen lemonade spiked seltzer. It was whatever was in the refrigerator. I drink all my beer this weekend. I got you. So it was it either this or like that sometimes. Yep. It, uh, no, it was either I this or drink the rest of that four roses that I had upstairs. And uh, oh yeah, I gotta wake up in the morning. So the four yeah. roses that was out. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that TM five comes early. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It uh, it it gets <clears> here. It gets hey, here quite early. I got a bone to pick with you over that. I listened to your Monday morning, uh, and I heard you tell Billy that the Buccaneers are not the same team from the last two years and that the Falcons have a chance this weekend. And I respectfully, sir, respectfully, respectfully, and I do mean respectfully, could not disagree with you more. I... uh, I think the Bucks defense had a bad night. I won't make they won't make excuses, but I'll say it for them. With the hurricane and they're having to evacuate their entire families and practice in Miami last week, I think they had too much going on and I don't they just looked unprepared on Sunday night. And I we scored 31 points. I don't know what the hell else you want Tom Brady to do. The Should defense have scored 42. Was, well, I mean that that could have helped, but when your offense you lose by 10 points and your offense fumbles the ball twice. So, uh, a Matt, three times. Matt, Matt, it's okay. The Bucks are dead. It's fine. The Bucks are not dead. The, the Falcons, the Fal- look, the Falcons are in first place. The state of Georgia had a great week. I'm going to let them have their moment. But after they get absolutely slaughtered on Sunday, you're going to hear about it from me. So, I don't, I don't know if they have a chance on Monday. What I said was I think they have a chance at winning a playoff or, or get, getting to the playoffs, like a wild card. I don't think they're good you enough said- to win. You said the Bucks are not the same team they've been the last two years, and they're you not. have a chance this weekend. Yeah, 
they're, they're, the Bucks are not the same team with the injuries they've had and everything. And Tom Brady, you know, now now that Tom Brady's wife is gallivanting around with Antonio Brown, like that's oh weighing God, I hate that's that weighing <laughs> that's weighing on his conscience heavily. Um, no, they're. I mean, the Bucks are not the same team. They're not as good as they've been the past two years. Right now, through week four, we'll, we'll see. And uh, oh, you know what? I think I was looking at the schedule wrong. The Bucks are at home this weekend, aren't they? Yes. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It is a home game. I was They'll looking at it all week. The defense is pissed off. Tom Brady's got all his guys healthy. Julio well, Jones. The, the defense can be as pissed off as they want to be. They still suck. They sucked in one game. They were the their top five. Pretty they, terrible. Oh my they, god. They allowed ten points to the Saints in week two, and the Saints might be the worst team in football. How many uh, how many points did they allow week one? Listen, that was to a backup quarterback, okay? <laughs> in okay? Dak Prescott? Yeah, in Dak Prescott. You know, if they played the Cowboys right now with Cooper Cush in there, buddy, uh, we're putting dude. up 62 on him. Buddy's killing it, isn't he? Dude, he is. He's, uh, that team's I, such an enigma, I man. I so awesome. I've seen all the memes about the, cap, the Captain Phillips memes, like, look at me. <laughs> I'm the captain it's now. It's so great. It's so great. He's like one of only... Like six quarterbacks to go four and zero is four four first four yeah, starts. Like, yeah, 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 dude, insane. It's, well, like, it's so weird, man. I know it's I know it's crazy. Like, uh, but at this point, you just gotta enjoy it. Like, yeah. this uh, the year that Jameis Winston was suspended. The Bucks started two and zero with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's just like and he threw for like almost a thousand yards in those two games. Deshaun <laughs> Watson caught like six touchdowns, and I think he'd have caught like one the rest of the season, but. It just it was just a wild start to the year. Oh, so. I was like, you remember when Matt Flynn had like two or three good straight starts up in yeah. Green Bay, and like, oh, yeah. Yeah. it was just fun. And he went, he did nothing after that. Nothing. Yes. It was terrible. Dude, uh, I remember yeah. Matt Flynn playing at LSU. I, oh yeah, well, Flynny boy. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta just sit back and enjoy those things. That's what I'm doing with Cooper Cush out there, yeah. out I mean, there in Dallas land. Especially like all bets were off. Like you went zero and one and lost your quarterback. Bingo. I mean, it would have been like there was, it was disaster time. And so to be what three and one now, four and one, three and one, three yeah. and one, three and one, three yeah. and one, yeah, and, and look great. All right, Bryce, we are one out from the NL East championship. We're, we're one out the. The Bucks are an eight and a half point favorite this weekend. I'm telling you, it's Lord. And and the Falcons lost to Cordell Patterson. I think that last week they had Huntley and Tyler Algier, and this week they're going to have the Algier. Look, I'll give it. Algier looks really good. He's a this week they're going to have the Cincinnati sensation in there, baby. Listen, there's coming in. All right, I I I will let you. Atlanta's four and zero against the spread this year. Okay. Well, I'm not saying we're going to win by what? What was it? Eight? Eight and a half. That's a big number, man. I mean, I know the circumstances and everything. I wouldn't be surprised to see that get under a touchdown before the game kicks off. Like I, I agree. Well, yeah. I agree. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it, the end result be seven or less. But I, I, if, it, if it drops down to six and a half, I would take the Bucks in, in that situation. I think they're a touchdown fate. But eight and a half, man, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. I, I know, I know what right. the Falcons, Falcons get We got wrong. two strikes. We got two strikes here, Bill. Uh, Billy. I called you Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, 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 Shout Billy. out, Billy. I know he'll never listen to this podcast Shout out. this far. I think he, he would... does. I think he listens to every single one of our track talks. Uh, I don't think so. I think he'd rather jump out a window than hear about NASCAR. For uh, he, he called me right when we started to record. I meant to text him back, but I forgot. Come on, Kenley. Oh, I thought that was oh. it. 
<laughs> Thought that cutter inside was it. Foul ball. That was a good pitch. It was a really good pitch. That was. All right. Come on. One strike, Kenley. You can you can do this, bud. Can Jansen get a save without allowing a single base runner? It has happened before. <laughs> we we've done it before. We can do it again. Come on, Jansen. Nine <laughs> pitches into the inning. O2 this, count, two this is it, folks. This is we are Bottom one strike away from what we've been waiting on for an entire baseball season thus far. That's strike. Oh, come uh, on. It was a good I think you should gave it to him. It I was low. The, I caught the bottom of the zone. <laughs> come on. That was round his knees. This guy might have a weird, you know, deformed legs. His, le- his knees might be down next to his shins. You don't know that. Pants covered up. Come on, Kinley. Wouldn't it be sweet justice if we beat the Dodgers with Jansen? Yes. It's going to oh, happen. What? Come on. Come on. What's that Ichiro Suzuki half slap bunt? Right. Let's hit the next. <sighs> yeah, so the, cur- the current round of yeah, eight drivers the, for the, the series. Of eight and then we'll... Yeah. Uh, Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Humdinger, Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, Austin Hill, Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, uh, Sam Mayer, no relation to John apparently, and Ryan Sieg. That is your current round of eight drivers for the X- Xfinity series. Where are they... Uh, Talladega, where do they go next? Where they run the. They, I think they run the schedule out. I don't think us or Xfinity haven't. They run the Roval this weekend. I think oh, they okay. run. They run side by side with us the rest of the year. I think. Okay, that, that would make sense. All right, we have Kenley's pitch oh. in, in the dirt. Daniel Hemrick, Riley Herbst, Brandon Jones, and Jeremy Clements are currently the four drivers facing elimination this weekend at the Roval, with only ten points separating eighth from eleventh. Jeremy Clements is the only driver in a must-win-to-advance situation this weekend, so plenty of drama to keep your eye on as the the greatest playoff in all of sports continues. Of course. (laughs) Second only to baseball playoffs, which Which we are currently in. Which is what we're doing. Yeah, this this is baseball playoff time. Come on. Oh, geez. Yeah, another man. foul ball. This guy. Oh, the edging is terrible. What, what pitch are we on? We're on thir- pitch 13. 13. At least nine have gone to this guy. Uh, so. Interestingly enough, if the standings go unchanged as it stands, Junior Motorsports would account for half of the field in the round of eight. With all four of its cars getting through, that would obviously give them a mathematical chance of 50% to bring home the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship Trophy. It is pretty cool. That we, we've yeah. sung that we've sung their praises all year, uh, except for Ty Gibbs. They've they've been the dominant organization. Uh, pretty crazy to take four cars into the round of eight. K- KBM and trucks and Junior Motorsports <laughs> in uh, in the Xfinity series for have sure. kind of been the. Uh, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Ronnie's got it, and it's, it's Ronnie too. It is in the it's same Ronnie. in the same corner where he tore his ACL last season. Let's go. Let's go. Poetic justice right there, baby. Braves 2022 NLE's division champions. Fuck it, Mets. Yes. Oh, I want to flip, flip over to the Mets broadcast and just have to hear their announcers break it to their audience. Uh, I, I just I want to see where Timmy Trumpets <laughs> is right now. Is he playing taps somewhere guy. in his backyard? He doesn't even know anything about this. 
he just he that guy knows nothing about baseball. He just hopped on a bandwagon, and guess what, buddy? It was the wrong one. NL East champions, baby. NL East champions. Something that I did not think we were going to get midway through July, probably into July. Yeah, it's it, it was a long time coming. This was a hard fought. They deserve this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% deserve this. The way 100. they fought, clawed back after after the trade deadline and all the crap that happened to Ozuna and Ozzy, everything that happened to Ozzy. And and Acuna coming back, <laughs> I'm I'm, you know, I'm just getting flooded with text. Braves NL division division champs, just gifts. <laughs> love yeah, it. What a night! Absolutely love it. All right, let's move on to the Cup Series. We're officially halfway through the 2022 NASCAR playoffs for the first time. We have a playoff winner as Georgia's own Chase Elliott completes the near-perfect sports weekend for the state and wins the Yellowwood 500 and automatically advances himself into the round of eight, which is good for Chase Elliott because he was one of the drivers we talked about last yes. week that was in uh, uh, had a chance of not making it. He was in danger of, of not making it. it. Yep, a blown tire. Yep, he yep. was... Um, it's uh, it's never good when you're blowing rubbers. That doesn't ever pan out well for you. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, right, right now, the standings look like Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Michael McDowell, Ross Chastain, and Denny Hamlin. Uh, they were the, Those were the top five in the race. Ross Chastain, I thought, was going to win that race for a while. Um, he had a good car. Both, he did. Both their cars. Both very, very the, good car. Both the Trackhouse cars were pretty sporty up there. And I was I was thinking to myself, if Ross Chastain is in first on the last corner, I wonder if anybody's going to give him a little bumpy bump. Uh, they, I'm sure they would. Yeah, just a little turny turn. Wasn't little... wasn't he wasn't he my pick to guarantee not make the next round? Wasn't he my one? I think so. Yeah, I think and he was. I guess we'll we're, that's the next segment is the championship standings. But uh, that my pick's not looking that's not looking good for me right now. Yeah, so right now the championship standings are Chase Elliott has already solidified his, his uh, advancement into the next round. Ryan Blaney is second. Ross Chastain is third. Denny Hamlin is fourth. Joey Logano fifth. Kyle Larson sixth. Daniel Suarez seventh. And eighth is Chase Briscoe, uh, who is currently in a tie with Austin Sindrick, but Chase Briscoe currently owns the tiebreaker by way of a fifth-place finish at Texas because that completely makes sense, and these playoffs are amazing. Yeah, if you're uh, so if you're tied in points at the end of a round, the tiebreaker is best finish in that round, which currently goes to Briscoe with fifth place at Texas. So and, and if none that's of that tied, matters right now. If that's tied, you play rock, paper, scissor on the start finish line of the last race that you're at. There is like say so say Briscoe finished at fifth at uh, Texas, but Austin Cindric finished fifth at Talladega and that's his best finish there is a third tiebreaker I have no idea what it is I don't care anyways <clears throat> alright folks um, okay. I, would not, I would not suggest this frozen lemonade spiked seltzer that's horrible oh boy that is bad <laughs> that is bad that was a that was a poor choice seltzers were a bad choice so hot that was pretty terrible all right, so the cut line right now, Austin Sendrick, William Byron, Christopher Bell, 
and Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman must win concussion protocol status currently unknown. Him and Tua Tungvaluwa are apparently rehabbing at the same facility. Uh, and they today, uh, I actually just read that they both can count potato. So they are making good. really good progress. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a we, really good we progress. May see them, we may see them return to professional sports at some point in our life. If they ever want to wake those guys <laughs> up, I suggest giving them just a little bit of taste of this frozen lemonade spike seltzer, which is absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Terrible. Uh, looking ahead this weekend for the F1 Grand Prix in Japan at Suzuka, one of my favorite tracks in the entire F1 calendar. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with this track the first time I ever saw cars go around it. And it was not F1. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't It wasn't part of the Formula Series. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but I fell in love with it. FP1, Thursday at 11 p.m. FP2, Friday at 2 a.m. FP3, Friday at 11 p.m. Qualifying Saturday morning at 2 a.m. in the race Sunday morning at 2 a.m. Matt, will you be awake to watch any of these live? Uh, maybe the race. Nothing else for sure. I think I'll be able to catch Friday night qualifying at 11 p.m. <laughs> okay. I'll, or no, excuse me, that's FP3. Yeah. Saturday morning, 2 a.m. I will not be watching qualifying. I will record that and watch them when we get home from football. The race on Sunday, I might try to take a late nap Saturday night. I'm trying to think of what the night games are. I don't know what the night college games are, but I might try to take a late nap Saturday night and wake up Sunday morning and watch this race. Who you got at Suzuka this weekend? Uh, I'm going to go Verstappen, and I'm going to go Verstappen for the rest of the year, Bryce. You could shout. It's a good shout. I'm going to go with George Russell. Okay. I'm uh, really Mercedes torn. was pretty sporty. Yeah. Mercedes was pretty sporty. I think the most competitive they've been all year. Yeah. Yeah. I like what they're doing. Um, and I was really torn. I'm going to go with George Russell and I'm just going to go ahead and give you my inner Largos pick. I think it's going to be Lewis. I think Lewis is going to pick up his first win, first and only win of the season at Brazil. Um, but this weekend out in Japan, I am going to go with George Russell. I think, I think Mercedes has some very, very positive finishes to end the year and has something to build on next year which next year could be a completely different story because Red Bull, there's rumors that they went millions and millions of dollars over the cost cap yes, last year. Yes, that is, that, is, that is a conversation happening right now. And that, that's been a question since it came out. How do you police it? What, what do you do about it? So, yeah, definitely stay tuned. More to come on that front. Uh, no truck series, no NASCAR truck series uh, this weekend or next. Their next race will be in three weeks when NASCAR is at Homestead, Miami. The NASCAR, or, or, oh, we didn't do the F1. Oh, no, yeah, we did. We did the F1 picks. NASCAR Xfinity Series drive for the Cure 250 at Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course, the Roval. Uh, practice one on Saturday at 10 a.m. on the NBC Sports app. Qualifying Saturday at 10.30 a.m. on the NBC Sports app. End of the race on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. on NB. C-W-R-B-C, as uh, Howard Stern likes to call it. You want to go first? Do you want to take your pick first? Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think of who I want to pick. You know what? Give me give me Ty Gibbs. Okay. Yeah, All give right, me Ty good. Gibbs the Roval this weekend. All right, I'll give you Ty Gibbs because I'm taking A.J. Allmendinger. That's a good shout. Yeah, Mayor Nothing Allmendinger. Nothing to lose. Already through the next round. Phenomenal at road courses. Like, doesn't need any points, can throw the whole race away looking for that win. So, 
Good shout. I like that one. Uh, NASCAR Cup Series Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway in the road course. Uh, qualifying Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on the NBC Sports app. Coverage switches over to the USA Network at 12.30 p.m. And then the race on Sunday at 2 p.m. on NBC. Who you got this weekend in the Cup Series? Uh, man. All right, so I want to take Chase Briscoe, but I'm going to take this with an asterisk. I, I think Chase has all the tools to win this weekend. My question, the strategy, if the strategy is even going to be try to win, or if the strategy is going to be try to accumulate as many points as possible in stage one and two, because you gotta think being on the plus side of the cut line while while close, Johnny and, and Chase are probably comfortable enough uh, with this track configuration that that they may just trust themselves and not worry about the win. They just may points race and trust that they're going to have enough at the end. Um, so I'm still going to take Chase, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if maybe at the end of the race, if they're running in the top five or top ten and they're green in the points that, that they kind of call Chase off and say, off a little bit. Yep, yep, just manage it at this point. We're into the next round. So, uh, I'm going to pick. I guess a, uh, I will say this. My pick is that Chase will advance. I'm, I'm picking Chase, but to advance rather than to win. Okay. I'm going to pick a guy who already has a win this year on a road course. Give me Tyler give me, Reddick. Give me, Danny Danny, Suarez. give me Danny Suarez. Okay, we'll see. The old Suave Suarez. I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick Listen, him this week. This is the uh, – if you're going to see revenge, if, if Denny Hamlin uh, is going to end Ross Chastain season like he's promised to do, this <laughs> is one of the two tracks to watch for it to happen on. That would, so. be, that would be amazing. I would love that. Uh, questions of the week for the hosts. Matt, we have questions this week. Matt, if you didn't work for Stuart Haas Racing, where would you want to work and what would you be doing if you weren't in racing at all? Um. So I'm pretty loyal. Uh, I'm I'm not really a guy who can be bought. I it would it would I guess I'm. All right. So there's three ways to answer this question. Number one is OnlyFans. N- nobody. Well, that's an option. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look this good, um, no one could buy me away from Stuart Haas Racing for any amount of money right now. So if I was working for someone else, it would be because I lost my job at SHR. Um, it would probably be Penske while I'm not sure that I quite fit the mold for a Penske employee um, my buddy works on the IndyCar program that I was in the army with so it would be cool to work with him uh, I I don't think if I worked at SHR I would stay in NASCAR I think I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with, with the direction of NASCAR to the point where I, I could walk away from the sport and go do something legitimate and wait, maybe win a championship for all the hard work I've actually put into building cars. Uh, and if I wasn't working in racing at all, uh, I would probably still be an infantryman in the army. Uh, I'd be more than 10 years, more than halfway to retirement by this point. So I try not to think about that too often. 
because uh, I missed the hell out of it. And I don't talk about it much uh, unless I'm asked. But, but I guess I was specifically asked here. I would, I would be in the Army. I miss, I miss the Army. I loved what I did. I was really good at my job. Um, but uh, it was my decision to leave. It wasn't anybody else's decision. I made the choice uh, to go try to work in NASCAR, and here I am. I don't regret anything, but damn, I do miss it sometimes. Now, how, how many years How many years did you say you served in the Army? I was in for four. I was uh, in for one, one contract. I got you. I got you. Uh, where were you all based when you were in the army? Because I think you moved around a couple times, right? No, I was I was only in Hawaii. Oh, really? The whole time? Yeah, yeah I was in Hawaii for the in, entirety of my contract. Okay. Yeah. I and you were I, different. I would go back to Hawaii too. Like, if I re-enlisted in the army today, it would be for the exact. I would do it under the, conditionally for the same unit that I was in. I would I would go straight back there and try to stay there for as long as I could. <laughs> you like it out there? I loved Hawaii, bro. I, I mean, I was born there. Don't have a lot of memories of it. Um, like I said, I obviously claimed Georgia as home. Um, but yeah, no, I, me and Jess, it was just us out there for four years, no kids. Uh, man, we. No, if you go back, you gotta take the kids. That's well, yeah. <laughs> but just the memories we have of Hawaii is like probably the happiest four years of our lives. Just, we look at it so nostalgically that I think it, it couldn't possibly live up to the fondness of our memories if we were to move back there today. But that damn sure wouldn't stop us. Uh, we would go back in a heartbeat. Matt, do you know why it was the happiest time of your lives? No, why? I'm there, sure you're going to tell me. You, did, you didn't have any kids. There were, there were no kids. And there were no kids at the time. There were no kids. That was a uh, that was a conscious decision that we were going to wait uh, until I knew what I was doing with my life and where we were going to be. Um, so oh, look, the, at the, I, look at the smart, responsible person on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> that's how the that's how the <laughs> crumbled for me. <laughs> no, 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 nothing to say about anybody that that may not have happened with. <laughs> It worked out for everybody, however it's supposed to. Everything happens for a reason, I think. Wouldn't you say, Bryce? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything works out for a reason. And what worked out for the Braves tonight is they won their 22nd division championship, which is the most in baseball history. So suck it, Yankees. Uh, You don't have the most. We do. The Braves. Go Braves. Yeah. And Uh, we've only been in the NL East for what? Well, I guess it counts the other ones, too. Yeah. It's not the 22nd NL East. It's the 22nd no, no, overall. division. Yeah. Feels like we won the NL East 20, 20, 22 times, though. Dude, for that was like... So I was born in 92, which I think was the Braves won the NL West. And I think I was like 12 or 13 years old before the Braves didn't win the division. Pretty before good run. Before I ever saw... Yeah. Pretty so. good run. Yeah. Uh, and one last question. Bryce, what is your occupation... Uh, I am a networks implementations manager. Um, uh, essentially, I'm a computer nerd. Uh, it's, it's way more complicated than that, but we don't have enough time to explain it all. Um, just I'm a, I'm a computer nerd. Uh, and if you could work in motorsports besides driving the TM5 truck, which is obviously going to happen at some point, uh, what team would you want to work for and what job would you want to have? Uh, from what Matt said, I would love to work for Stuart Haas Racing. 
Um, re- really, anybody. I, I would, you know, if it wasn't Stuart Haas, I'd like to be uh, maybe a smaller team. I don't want to be anywhere where it's too big, um, too corporate. I, I don't like stuff like that. So, you know, a smaller team. Um, and then I don't know, like, like a, a Jackman or, or a gas dude, you know, like somebody, somebody that carries something really heavily. Um, you have the frame for it. Yeah. Or if a Jack doesn't work, I'm pretty sure I could just lift up the car on my own. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so so that's that. You know, I, I wouldn't, um, and a lot of people won't know this. Uh, I used to be a certified airline mechanic, um, so I probably could do something on the engines or work somewhere in the aero department or something like that. But yeah, I, I'd be like a, a jack man or a uh, or a gas dude or something <laughs> like that, or or a spotter. Um, I sort of do that on Friday nights. That I, would be a cool one. Yeah, I, I sort of spot and talk on Friday nights about football games. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think that could be, you know, something like hey, that. I guess you should include that in your occupation too, shouldn't you? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a radio host on Friday nights for Hometown Sports Media, uh, high school football here in the West Georgia area, and then we're also going to be doing basketball. And Billy actually did a softball game today in middle school and all that. Um, full time dad, full time husband. Yep. I coach everything. My wife will let me coach. Uh. But yeah, that's that's me. But yeah, gas gas man or jack man? I think that would be, I think that'd be right down my alley. I I agree with you completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially if it was like IndyCar or F1, I, I'm pretty sure I could just lift those cars up on my own. I wouldn't need a jack. For uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's me. I, I love to drive, but I can't fit. I can't fit in any of those cars. I mean, no, I can't. I, I'm a pretty good eye racer though. Uh, pretty pretty good there. Pretty good at spinning my car out and finishing in dead last. Uh, great at that. So. Yeah, there, there's me, Matt. You, uh, you got anything else to add on this podcast tonight, man? I think, I think my voice is about shot. At. I've, I've tried to make it through this entire episode without just absolutely hacking out a lung, but we're getting close to that. So, hey, we've so we've call. done it. We've done it. We've got there. We completed it. We watched the yep. Braves win. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, everybody to, that doesn't care about the Braves for for uh, listening through this episode with us. It it means a lot to us. Yeah. So. Uh, um, and, and anybody who doesn't like the Braves, feel free to send me your address, and I will send you a World Series T-shirt this year when we uh, win the World Series. Um, so you will like the Braves. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you're a Mets fan that listens to this podcast, uh, you have our deepest sympathies and condolences and also suck it. Yeah, you don't have anything. You suck. Change your affinity. Go Braves. Also, we're, we're going to take your best pitcher, just so you know. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, come on over to the Braves, baby. Come on over and saddle up. Did you up hear with the this. rumor that DeGrom came over to the Braves locker room to congratulate uh, a couple of Braves and was talking to Travis Darno? Yep. Yep, I certainly did hear that. Just uh, let's go ahead and kick Odorizzi out. Dude, um, we'll, see. we'll see you later. He did get the win tonight. He won us the division. Crazy. What a weird <laughs> world we live in. Dude. Right, Kyle Wright's a 21 game winner, and Jake Odorizzi won the game to send us Wins the, the division. Yeah, yeah, the division. That's so weird. <laughs> oh man! All right, for Matt Ridgeway, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all <laughs> next week, same time, same place. <laughs>